This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show on Faith Talk 1500. First, let me say this show is your show. That's why no matter what I discuss or which guests I interview, your input is value. If it's in the news, on TV, or at the movies, whether political, social, economic, or whatever, at some point I'm talking about it on Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show, Monday through Thursday from 4 to 6 p.m. on Faith Talk 1500. Praise the Lord. It's time for the Saints Perspective with your host, Pastor Brian Edwards. Be blessed as you receive practical principles from the Word of God that will minister to your daily walk of life. Please stay tuned as we listen to the Saints Perspective. Little ears look like yours, eyes look like yours. You forgot about all that travail because if you didn't, you wouldn't have more than one child. If you remember that travail, you wouldn't be caught up in that hospital again, going through it again. But because of the joy of the birth, that's what you remember. And so when people are birthed into the kingdom, we have to think about not the travail and the pain, but the joy of the birth is the people of God being brought into the kingdom. Point six, five, I'm sorry, point five. The gain is the spiritual children. The gain is the spiritual children. The gain is the spiritual children. We don't want to be like the people in Isaiah 26, 17 through 18. Isaiah 26, 17 through 18 says, Like a woman with child that draws near the time of her delivery is in pain, and crieth out in her pains, so have we been in thy sight, O Lord. We have been with child. We have been in pain. We have, as it were, brought forth. We have not wrought any deliverance in the earth, neither have the inhabitants of the world fallen. When you look at that scripture, what, what a travesty. Here, this woman was travailing but she didn't produce anything that was living. Can you imagine? Let me just, can you imagine women? I mean, men, you could probably think about it, but women, can you imagine going through the pains of labor, the hard travail, the 12 hours, the 22 hours, the 36 hours, whatever it took, and not bringing forth anything, bringing forth wind? Can you imagine the toil, the exhaustion, and expecting to deliver, and after all of the hard work, all of the programs, all the meetings, all the services, all the days, all the conferences. You didn't bring forth any children. Can you imagine? It's like God looking into the newborn nursery as an expectant father. And he's got his nose pressed up against the glass. And he's looking for his children in the newborn nursery. And he's waiting. Where's my children? Where's my? He's an excited father. Brother Curtis Brown, you probably know how that was. He's an excited father. He's looking into the nursery, looking for his children, pray, face pressed against the glass, searching for his sons and daughters. Where's the new life? What is my church producing? And he's looking, and he sees the nursery. It's got a new glider. It's got some books. It's got new carpet. It's got some rugs. It's got all kind of stuff. It's got a diaper baby pail and a changing table, but it's got all this stuff, but where's the newborns? 
Where's the babies? You got all this stuff in the nursery for the newborns, but where's the, where's the babies? Where's the life? Where's the fruit of the labor? I shouldn't see burgundy. The fruit of the labor should be pews that's filled and people that are growing in the Lord. Where's the fruit of the labor? We don't want to be like that church. Birth and wind. Get up in the morning tired. I can attest to that. Go to bed tired. Run into this meeting and run into that meeting. Got to have this conference call and got to run here. and Got to be there and got to make sure I support. So they And run here and run there. And, run. and at the end of all that, you got a whole lot of stuff in the nursery. Got a diaper pail. Don't even have no diapers in the pail because you ain't got no babies. And God is looking at his church and he's saying, church, where's the babies? Where's those that you birthed out and taught and trained? Breaking forth wind. You just, excuse my foulness, passing gas. I didn't even know that was in the Bible. You just passing gas. Not bringing forth any fruit, any labor. But when the church travails in intercession and in prayer, we fill the nursery. Hallelujah. When the church takes the church that's in them outside the walls and goes and talks to their brother and sister and tell them about a, 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 a risen and a crucified Christ, we birth children into the kingdom. Point number six. Will you be a midwife in the birthing process? Will you be a midwife in the birthing process? Everyone in the birthing center has a job. I, I, I think there was one time when I was going to birth my child and they wanted to have those, those people that they don't really do anything. They just kind of come and observe. I don't know what they're called. It's not an intern, but it's like um, some, somebody in the hospital. We said, no, I don't want them in the room. You don't need to just be in the room with me. Just look, just watching as I'm toiling, laboring, doing the foo -foo, the. the Lamba's breathing and birthing, and that didn't help not one bit. But I don't want you to just sit there and look at me. Everybody in here got to have a job, and if you don't have a job, you need to leave. Don't just watch me travail. But everybody in the birthing center has a, has a job. We shall be hindering the travail of the church if we don't share in it. You're hindering the travail of the church if you don't share in it. One writer said it like this. It's like having an object that we're all trying to move. If you don't put your hands to pull it, the rest of us have to labor so much harder. While you don't add strength to the pull, you increase the weight of what's being moved. I'm going to say it again. If you don't put your hands to the pull, the rest of us have to labor so much harder. While you don't add strength to the pull, you increase the weight of what needs to be moved. Either you're helping or you're not. There is no in-between. We don't have any bench members. You have an assignment. You have a kingdom assignment. Your first kingdom assignment is to live right. Hallelujah. That's the first kingdom assignment. You can't move on with the other kingdom assignment, living in sin. 
So your first kingdom assignment is to live saved. Your second kingdom assignment is to do something. 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 That means you have some work to do. So if you're not helping to move it, your weight is hindering the progress. Travail takes time and work. It's not a pretty labor. It takes blood, sweat, and tears, as they say. Are you willing to be the midwife in the birthing process? Are you going to sit back and let everybody else do the, do the work? I know you. Where are the laborers? Where's the laborers? Where's the laborers? I came home from uh, work and I'm almost done. I'm on page seven. I said, I don't really. I came home from work one day and uh, my daughter said to me, she said, I'm hungry. There's nothing to eat. So, you know, I looked in the refrigerator. It was food. Went to the freezer. There was food. Cabinets. There was food. I mean, we're not destitute. We are. We working. And, you know, so I, I'm wondering, well, what is she talking about? So there was food to eat. It just wasn't readily prepared. What she was really saying was, I want to eat, but I don't want to go through the toil or the labor of fixing it. I want what's already made. I want the fruit of your labor. So, you know, that, that's, that, that, that's okay. That, that said, okay. That was a, a teaching moment for me as a mother. So I said, okay, here, here daughter, this is how we do it went to the freezer and you know next time this is how you do it baby you just go to the freezer and you you get out some some chicken wings they might be frozen but you can put them in some warm water and they'll kind of thaw this is how you do it he has some salmon in there so you can kind of take that and here here here's what is called a potato peeler and you peel the potatoes and, and then you could do that thing you cut them up and you know you had to show her there's nothing wrong. She just said, I, you know, I just want you to do it. But no, this, this is how you do it. And here, this, this cabinet right here, it holds this thing. It's called rice. And you put it in some water and you just boil it. That's what you do. So you just have to show them. You can't get mad. You just say, you know what, this, this is how you toil so that you can have something to eat. And so as I thought about that example, it, it, was, it was an epiphany for me because I said as a mother, I had to instruct her to labor. When I thought about that natural example, I applied it to the spiritual. And I said, if I'm looking for some prayer warriors, some intercessors, some people to raise up, I need to raise up some women and develop them and pour into them. I'm saying, I need to do that. Take the time to teach them and show them how to grab onto the horns of the altar. Teach them how to pray without ceasing, to be effectual and fervent in prayer. Teach them how to pray and to pray, and then pray with them and ask the Lord to raise up some Jacobs who will say, I'm not going to let you go till you bless my soul. To lay on their face and not too cute. I, I don't mind laying on the floor. It don't bother me. To lay on the floor, prostrate before God and petition him and request and ask God to heal this nation. Help in this presidential election. We need some help. Y'all don't think we need no. We need some help. This nation needs some help. Our children need help. The schools need help. 
some mourning women that will look at the condition of the nation and won't mind laying on their face and saying, ah, mm. So I pray that a prayer burden will arrest this house and that we will earnestly and fervently turn our plates down, fast and pray. For the Lord, one, to baptize the believers in the Holy Ghost. Do you know that's number one on my prayer list in my prayer book, that the believers be baptized with the Holy Ghost? We're asking God to baptize the believers with the Holy Ghost. And, we, we're, and the word says, if they hunger and thirst after righteousness, then they shall be filled. And so we know that God is going to fill them, but maybe they're just not hungry right now. So I'm going to lay on my face and say, Lord, make them hungry. Let that stomach growl in the name of Jesus so they would be hungry and also their souls would be saved. Do you want to see your children saved? Now, everybody that said, whoo, yes, I did too, hallelujah. But everybody that said they wanted their children saved, they will be saved when we agonize and travail for them. We got to part company with, uh, I don't want to say mediocre prayer, but casual. Thank you, Holy Ghost. We've got to part company with casual prayer. We need to travail in the spirit for the souls of men. Point number seven, last point. No pain, no gain. Travail brings results. Travail brings results. Travail brings results. The travail is not the pain of a toothache, a headache, or a sickness. But the travail is the work of the spirit. And the travail, the toil, and the hard work of each believer is to birth sons and daughters into the kingdom. I'm done, but I said at point three that the hardest work of the travail has already been done. Christ took our sins and gave us his righteousness. And so as a church, we have to travail for the souls of men. But the work of the cross has already been done for you, and it's been done for me. The work has all, Christ already did the work. He already suffered, bled, and died to redeem us back to the Father. And so all you need to do if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you are not saved, if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, if you know him on a casual basis, you need to know Jesus Christ in the pardoning of your sin. He's already done the work. We're getting ready to celebrate Resurrection Sunday coming up soon. But the blood of Jesus, the blood of goats and of calves, <laughs> could not do the work. But a sinless, flawless lamb. Hallelujah. It was because of his travail, his suffering, that I'm here today. Hallelujah. And thank God. <laughs> And when the people of God don't get excited about the blood, I 
was a wretch undone. I know you were okay, but I was a wretch undone. I was bound. I was nasty. I was on my way to hell, quick, fast, and in a hurry. But thanks be unto God that always causes us to triumph. And he is our victory. And he let me know I didn't have to be that nasty Valerie anymore. Hallelujah. But his blood was shed that I could be a new creature in Christ Jesus. And that old things would be passed away. I would look at everything. Would become new. They said I looked at my hands and they looked new. I looked at my feet and they looked too. I had a renewing of my mind. I'm not the same person that I was. Hallelujah. And thank God. Because I used to think that salvation was such a hard thing. And the Lord had to show me that scripture in Romans 10 and 9. That you need to confess and believe. It's not a hard thing. He's done the work. He's done the work. And then church, you need to travail. You have to travail in prayer, intercession, and evangelism. That Christ would be formed. We want Christ formed in our children. We want Christ formed in our children. I want to see some of the children raise their hand and give God glory. Not always. You know, you look out in the audience and you see them doing like this. They ain't reading their Bible. You know what I'm saying. You, I want to see the children. I want to see sons and daughters birthed into the kingdom. And, of course, if I want to see the people out there, I want to see the people in here. I want to see the children saved. Not just the children, but all of us. And walking and working in kingdom work. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, if you do not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you need to be saved. I was like you. I'm just glad that the Lord saved me. And the Lord convicted me as I sat in one of the, uh, at Bailey Temple, they were having a communion and a foot washing service and I wasn't saved. And uh, um, Pastor Edwards was over on the organ, playing the organ. And so I was sitting there and they said, everybody come for a communion and foot washing. And you know, if you're not saved, you're not supposed to take communion. And I wasn't that stupid. I knew I wasn't going to, right? So I just sat there. And so everybody in the whole church, you know, when God trying to tell you something, he's going to give you a really good example. They went over to one side and they were, you know, because they were doing foot washing. So they started to go back so they could take off their nylons and, and all of that. And I was just sitting there and then I said, okay, I'm going to go downstairs because, you know, you feel guilty because you're not, you're not saved. So I was going to go downstairs, but you know, the Holy Ghost arrested me and I couldn't move. I was trying to leave out the service, but, and I wanted to go, but I couldn't. And they were all on one side, and they were praising, and they were going to partake in communion. And I sat there, and the Lord convicted me. And he said, just like they were all like on one side of the room, and I was just sitting there by myself. And he said, just like you're separated them from them now, you're going to be separated from me in eternity. <laughs> and so I thank God. 
for the unction of the Holy Spirit that convicts and reproves of sin. And I pray that the Holy Spirit is unctioning you if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That this is not a plaything. If you look at the signs of the times, this is not a plaything. It never was, but especially now. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, we're asking that you would stand and come forward. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, if you had, have not accepted him, we're asking that you would come forward. In the name of Jesus, we're praying that you would convict and reprove of sin, Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, if you do not know, I would not leave out. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for the conviction. Thank you for hearing the word. Because we, at times we can harden our heart and we don't want to hear and we walk out that door and you don't know what your tomorrow looks like. But I'm so glad, hallelujah, that when the conviction of the Holy Spirit came, hallelujah, that he saved me. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, we're praying and we're asking that you would come forth. Don't be ashamed. And so we thank you, Father, for every soul that's here on today. We thank you, God, for the privilege and the honor that it is to stand be in to your, your house. Feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. If you would stand to your feet. What a privilege and an honor it is to be in his house. What a privilege and an honor it is to know him. And we give you glory and praise. You're wonderful and you're mighty God. And so we're praying, Father, in the name of Jesus. First of all, we're praying for the sinner. We're praying for the backslider because I know everyone that's in these doors is not saved. But I pray, Father, that the conviction of the Holy Spirit would arrest them in the name of Jesus and that they would come running saying, what must I do to be saved? And then, Father, we're praying for the church. We're praying for ourselves. We're praying, God, that we would not be like the woman that brought forth wind, but through intercession and prayer and travail, that sons and daughters would be birthed into the kingdom. We pray, Father, that your spirit would cover, that it would lead and guide us. We're praying for the baptism of the Holy Ghost of the believers. We're praying, God, that you would raise up spiritual Jacobs that's not going to let go until you bless our souls. That's raising up some spiritual women that will grab up on the horns of the altar and some men as well that would pray without ceasing fervently, that would turn their prey down, that sons and daughters would be birthed into the kingdom. And God, we believe by faith. We don't believe that your word would go out void, but that it would accomplish the purpose. And so we pray that you would arrest everyone, the house in the name of Jesus. Pray that the prayer burden would fall on each and every one of the people. That they would travail in prayer. That they would have a heart and a mind for the people to be saved. And we glorify you because we believe, God, that you can and that you will. 
we give you all praise and all glory, honor, majesty, dominion, and power. It is yours, and you alone are worthy. There is none like it unto you, Father. You're great, and you're greatly to be praised, and your greatness is unsearchable, and we will be found travailing for the souls of men. Hallelujah. We're praying for midwives to put their hands to the plow and to bring forth sons and daughters. And we thank you, Father. You're a kind and merciful God. Thank you for your word. Thank you that it accomplishes its purpose. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Come on, praise God. Come on and bless him. Come on and bless him. Come on and bless him. Bless the name of Jesus. Bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless you. We hope you have enjoyed the Saints Perspective broadcast. If this ministry has blessed you in any way, or if there's an area in your life you would like Pastor Edwards to address, feel free to write us at New Testament Church. The address is 15003 Joy Road, Detroit, Michigan, 48228, or call us at 313-582-1610. Again, that number is 313-582-1610. To learn more about our ministry, you may visit our website at www. NewTestamentChurchDetroit.org So until next week, we say unto you, the blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Sponsored by New Testament Church. Hey, this is Chris Brooks. Every day we'll be equipping you to live, share, and defend your faith on Equipped with Chris Brooks weekdays, 2 to 3 p.m. on Faith Talk 1500. Rejuvenate, be inspired, refresh. Sound like some realities you want for yourself this year? Then embark this fall on a 15-day all-inclusive Mediterranean cruise of a lifetime with Faith Talk 1500. Sail the pristine Mediterranean waters with celebrity cruises on the luxurious silhouette. With thrilling stops in Rome, Naples, Jerusalem, Athens, and more, you'll experience sites like the magnificent Sistine Chapel, the historic Western Wall in Jerusalem, and much more. This is not just a cruise. You will also follow in the footsteps of the apostles on the journeys of St. Paul to Athens and Ephesus. Absorb the sights of the early church on this one-of-a-kind spiritual journey through the interactive vibrancy of church and culture. The Footsteps of the Apostles Mediterranean Cruise, September 22nd to October 9th. For more information and to register for this once-in-a-lifetime trip, visit faithtalk1500.com with keyword footsteps or find it on the mobile app. Diversity is everywhere. Just pause and you'll see it all over creation. Rivers and forests, oceans and deserts, everything works together to make our ecosystems thrive. At Ashland Theological Seminary, our diversity enhances learning while you are equipped and transformed.